guys, welcome back. This is Amanda and I am so excited for our episode today because there are a ton of golden nuggets. Today we are talking about three things. Number one, being able to ask myself, how have I contributed to the problem? Nobody is ever 100% right and nobody is ever 100% wrong. And if we can't look in the mirror and take responsibility for even 1% of the situation, then there must be a pride issue going on with us. Number two, raising our boys to be gentlemen and raising our girls to be ladies. And number three, why giving one hour to God every week isn't too much to ask. Per usual, I'll be buttoning up this episode and leaving you with a challenge because good intentions are worthless if we don't put any actions behind them. So you guys, before we get going on this episode... I just wanted to give you a little bit of encouragement because I don't know about you, but when I'm the day that I'm recording this episode is a Tuesday and it already feels like it's been a really, really long week. So I was listening to this podcast earlier and I will link it in the show notes, but the guy talking was talk was telling about how depression and depression medicine has skyrocketed this year. And calls into the crisis hotlines are up by 300%. And it just made me think that right now, everyone just feels like they're stuck. And so the overall message of this guy was him sharing that before you get to a high, there's always a dip. I was reading this book and it's called The Subtle Art of Not Giving an F. And it was talking about how back in the day before all of this technology and social media, there would just be people working and doing life, right? And he was talking about how back in the day there would be a farmer, right, doing his work, bailing his hay, and he would think to himself, wow, this is a really crappy day. I really don't feel in a good mood. Things are not going right. Man, this day sucks. And then he would go back to working, go back to bailing our hay, his hay. And nowadays, right, same thing, we have bad days. And then at the end of the day, we get on social media and we scroll and we scroll and we see all these lives that appear to be perfect, right? And then we sit there, we sit there and we think, what's wrong with us? Why does my life suck? And we're sitting here just looking at all the lives of these perfect people. And then we neglect to see all the blessings right in front of our face, right? I came across this quote by Jim Carrey, and I just thought that there was a lot of truth to it. And he said, I believe depression is legitimate, but I also believe that if you don't exercise, eat nutritious food, get sunlight, get enough sleep, consume positive material, surround yourself with support, then you're not giving yourself a fighting chance. So I just want to remind you today, guys, and this is what I try to tell my kids as often as I remember because (laughs) my two-year-old, we try to do little projects with him and sometimes he can just get so frustrated. And so this is just something that I say to him. And I can almost immediately see that it encourages him. And I tell him, you can do hard things. You can do it. This is just to remind you that the high is going to come after the dip, right? So here's one of my favorite Bible verses. James 1, 2 through 4. Dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, 
Consider it an opportunity for great joy, for you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow, for when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. So I just want to encourage you today. You can do hard things, and the high is going to come after the dip. So with that being said, let's get right into the second half of my conversation with my auntie. So much wisdom in this episode, guys. But if you are at a place right now where you can sit down, open up your Bible and read it, I encourage you to do that because that in itself will change your life more than anything else. Where I first started reading and what was easiest for me to understand when I first started reading the Bible was the New Testament. But for those of you who are doing dishes, changing the hundredth dirty diaper, let's get started. You know, when you asked about one piece of advice I, or, or one thing about the marriage, it's endurance. Mm-hmm. It's endurance. I mean, it's for the long haul. It's you go up and you go down, but you just keep going. You know, you don't, it's easier a lot of times to walk out, but in the long run, it's not. You think it's easier to walk you out. You think it's you at think the moment. It you think it's exactly. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, the other thing that, and maybe it's because I'm so much older is when I was your age, everything was a big deal. Mm-hmm. And now it's like very, you know, nothing's really a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's easy to it's a lot easier as you get older to ignore stuff than to fight about it. Mm-hmm. I mean, there are times that I think yes, it's worth a fight. Don't misunderstand me because I think when you quit fighting, that's when a lot of times, and I don't mean fighting in a, in a physical or anything, but when you quit fighting for your marriage, mm-hmm. but there's so many things that you could just let, you know, just let go, just ignore. You don't have to be. And I feel like with age, it's so much easier to ignore things than, you know, years ago I would have fought over. Yeah. Yeah. I can say that I have a really hard time with that, but I have noticed like, you know, my marriage is still very young, but I have noticed a little bit that I'm just coming to the conclusion, like, it's not worth it. It's, it's not worth it to fight over because no. the next day you look back and you're like, okay, like it wasn't that big of a deal. And yeah, I'm exactly. sure that there is, there's always a lesson to be learned, but it like, you know, it's like, say, maybe say how you feel, how it made you feel or how you took it and then just walk away. But exactly. I somehow need to get to the point where I'm just like, okay, like I said, what it what needed to be said and I need to move on. Exactly. I know I have a really hard time with that. So and move on and let it go. Yeah. Let it go. Yeah. I'll be working on that. Okay, auntie. So the next question, and I think you kind of already answered these as we were talking, but if anything else comes to mind, feel free to share. If not, you can just let me know and I'll move on to the next question. Um, so in what ways did God call you to change as a wife inside your marriage? Um, I think I, I touched on it, but the one thing is I was reading those, uh, books where we were going to counseling Mm -hmm. and, um, 
I think a lot of them was that God expects us as wives and women to live a certain way. And um, I think it's important that our behavior is based on that. And instead of always pointing that finger to stop and look at what you've done to mm-hmm. you know, maybe cause the problem, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think that being married by the church is, is a huge commitment and we just got to fight through it, you know? Yeah. Um, now that you've said that, you know, about how God calls us to act as wives. I was thinking, I was watching this um, television show and it was um, about a bunch of women, a bunch of realtors working in the same office and they're all women. And um, I was just amazed at how catty people are nowadays or how, um, how they have to get even. Like, oh, well, she said this, so now I have to, you know, get even and go and do that. Or like, like almost women are kind of proud to be, um, I don't know if this is a bad word, but women are kind of proud to be like bitchy or to be known as like, oh, you better not mess with her. You know, like the independent woman. And I'm just thinking that, that's totally opposite, first of all, of how God, you know, calls us to be just as human beings. But um, I I don't think that that's probably healthy for our marriages. And I just really think that that's running rampant nowadays inside of women, you know. Right. Um, And I agree with you. I think, well, there's two parts to how I think about that is, number one, if you have, well, there are a lot of women that think that they've got to be like super hard in order to be successful. And there's a, there's a point that I agree. You've got to be very not hard, but you've got to be, I don't even know the word, but if you are a strong woman, I'm sorry. Like tough skin, thick skin. Yeah. Yeah. If you're a, a successful woman, if you're a tough woman, a lot of times, instead of them saying like, wow, she's doing really well, they're like, oh, she's such a bee, you know? Mm-hmm. But I, if a man would do the same thing, they would be like, wow, he's successful. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, it's two-sided on that. I think a lot of times now, especially in the world we live in, women are encouraged to, I think, be a little um, hard. I mean, I just... I feel like going back to the way it was, there's a lady and a gentleman. And I think that we need to go back to those and teach our boys to be gentlemen and teach our ladies to be ladies, you know? Yeah. That doesn't mean that you're going to be a pushover. That doesn't mean you're not going to be successful. That's not, but I think you've got these roles. And I know that I might get blasted for this, but I think that that's, we're different. God created us different we think different we act different and that's okay yeah that's okay and I think that's part of why maybe there is like that battle now between couples in a marriage it's just like a battle because of you know 
what society is telling us a woman and a man should be like nowadays. And I, I, I agree. I think you're so right. Um, but it's, it's hard because it totally goes against society. the way that, yeah, society, the way that the world tells us a woman should be nowadays. Right. It's right. But you know what? You teach your boys, you teach them to, to be gentlemen. You teach them, you know, Gosh. I think we go back and need to start teaching our kids yeah. a fundamental, basic God, you know, what God intended for us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree 100%. Um, now that you're talking about kids, Auntie, oh my gosh, it's so much harder than I ever thought it would be. It's, it's hard. Oh, these yeah. kids were crazy today. And I was just thinking to myself, I feel like all I do all day long is nag and nag and nag. <laughs> and so with that being said, I wanted to end with a parenting question for you because I was feeling so overwhelmed before we got on this call. And I was thinking to myself, my kids are going to hate me. Like all I do is nag them all day. What am I doing? And I just, you know, in our family, we're all so lucky to have parents that we're also friends with. And so I just want to ask you, because I know you have such a special relationship with your girls and they all have told me that you're their best friend and we're also lucky to have great parents like this. And so I want to know what did you do to create that magic with your girls? Cause I know you are also heavy on the discipline, but tell me just a couple things that us young parents can focus on to just have a well-rounded relationship with our kids. Well, I think being your child's friend, comes at a certain age. I don't think that you could really be your, your child's friend growing up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you need to be a parent to them. Mm-hmm. At the age of my kids, then, yeah, we could be friends now because we're, we're all older and they have their own kids. Um, but growing up, you're, you're not their friend. You're their parent. Mm-hmm. So um, you need to, I would say that there are a couple of things. You need to be consistent. Mm-hmm. consistent like if you tell him something you need to mean it I don't like to threaten I if you do that again you're going to get it I'm going to count two three I just don't do that there's mm-hmm. got to be consequences for behavior if there's good behavior there's good consequences if there's bad behavior there then you know the consequences need to fit the the crime mm-hmm. um, and I just feel like raising them with God. Mm-hmm. I could tell you my girls turned out the way they did, not necessarily because of me, but because of God. Mm-hmm. Because they, I would fight with them about going to church. There, that wasn't an option. Um, if they didn't go to church on Sunday, then the next weekend they weren't able to go out. Mm-hmm. You know, that was kind of the rule. So to give God that one hour is mm-hmm. not asking for too much. No, but what it, what the child learns, I think, is you can't teach, you know. So those would be my advice: be consistent with your babies, because then they're going to learn. If you're all over the place, then they're going to be all over the place. Mm-hmm. If you tell them, don't tell them ten times; tell them once, and then it's harder on you right away because you've got to get up and do something about it <laughs> instead of five more times and hoping that they'll do it. But 
in the long run, the, the next time you tell them, they're going to do it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've, I've seen with you, you're, you're so consistent about when you walk in that you make them say hello, you make them have manners. And, you know, that's important. And those are some of the things that we used to do with you guys. You couldn't go into grandpa's house unless you would go in and go and say hello to all your aunts and uncles and grandma and grandpa. You know, it's so stressful, Auntie. Sometimes <laughs> I just try to get there way earlier than the party starts, so I don't have to. <laughs> so I don't have to deal with it because that kid is so stubborn. Well, then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but and, no. it, the other thing I would say is, don't argue with your kids. You, it's it goes back to that old saying: who's who's wagging the tail? Is it? the dog wagging the tail or the tail wagging the dog, you know, mm-hmm. don't argue with them. Yeah. Cause a lot of times, especially, you know, I, I realized this when, when the girls were teenagers, sh- they'd win the fight. They'd win the <laughs> argument. So I'm like, forget <laughs> it. No more arguing. <laughs> oh, that's funny. I can totally see that. Cause with Aiden, he's like, wow. I'm like, whoa, you're way smarter now that you're getting older. I don't want to argue with you. Don't argue yeah. with them. Yeah. You're so it's- right. Love it. You're the adult. You're the parent. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you, Auntie. I don't want to keep you too much longer on your birthday. And I appreciate you so much taking time out of your day. And um, I'm just really grateful because this advice I'm going to have my whole life when I need to listen back. And it's cool because it's going to be available to, you know, my kids and our grandkids and... It just, it means so much to me. So thank you so much, Auntie. You're welcome. And you know, just talking about this, I realized I need to go back and and do some more work on my marriage. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? 46 years later, we still got to work at it. We still have to go back and work at it. You're absolutely right. Good. Well, thank you for encouraging us, Auntie. Okay, baby. I love you. May the good Lord bless you. Thank you. Love you. Bye. If you guys got anything out of this episode, the biggest thank you you can give me is to share and rate and review this episode. That being said, I am now down 14 pounds in my 21 day challenge. If you would like to join my group, please fill out the wellness profile in the show notes below. I hope you enjoyed that episode as much as I did. And I just wanted to close with talking about some issues that I do not really feel like I'm qualified to talk about. Things such as gender roles, gender equality, and women's rights are some of the things that we touched on. And like I said, I don't feel like I'm equipped to talk about how all of these issues nowadays play into society and into our lives, but I am equipped to talk about what all of these issues mean inside of my life and how they've shown up in my life. So first of all, I just want to read something to you that I real that really resonated to me. My cousin Kelly posted it um, or shared it on Facebook and it was written by a woman named Shanti Landon. And she says, for some reason, women's empowerment has taken a turn. When popular songs named Twerk and WAP are number one songs in the world, something may be backwards. I consider myself a smart, capable, strong, empowered woman. I also like to have a man open the door for me. 
I like to have a man take out the trash, fix things around the house, and take care of our property. I don't feel threatened or less than by a man who takes charge. As a matter of fact, I appreciate it. I find no greater joy than cooking my husband a homemade meal and placing it before him. I'm incredibly satisfied that we sacrificed financially for 14 years so I could stay home with our kids. I'm also equally satisfied that when I was called back into the workforce and that I have a job that fulfills and challenges me nearly every day. I find it an honor to be called mom by five kids. I embrace my feminine, femininity, femininity, <laughs> feminine. I embrace my feminine side. Feminine? Feminine. Feminine? <laughs> Why can't I say this word? <sighs> feminine. 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 I embrace my feminine side. I love to smile. I like to act classy and don't need vulgar signs or profanities to get my point across. I am thankful for the gifts and aptitudes God has given me. I don't feel a need to be more masculine and I don't need my husband to be more feminine. I think we are perfect just the way we are. So you guys, whenever I need to clear my head, I've just found that getting out in nature, doing something active just really gives me insight and understanding. And so I went on a little hike the other morning and I was just thinking about things going on and I don't know if it was God or my conscience, but a little voice deep down inside just said to me, how can I better care for my husband? And I think that God puts us puts families together so that we can all take care of each other. Thinking about this, I realized my husband does so much for me. He gives me time for self-care, to go run any errands that I need to take care of, to have time with my girlfriends. And this thought crossed my mind, like, am I reciprocating? Am I caring for my husband the way that he's caring for me? And I don't think that I am. And it was a hard pill to swallow. But inside of these gender roles, I can't tell you what's right for your family. But I do believe that having roles will create more organization and peace and joy inside our lives. And so I'm thinking to myself, like, I do expect my husband to take out the trash. I love the fact that my husband always fills up my car, but am I upholding my end of the deal? You know, there's so many nights and I love to cook for our family, but there's so many times where I just find myself dreading it and complaining, oh, I have to cook another dinner. And this is just a message to myself that I need to start telling myself, no, I get to cook another dinner. I'm blessed enough to have this food, to have the money to buy this food. I'm blessed enough that I have this family, that I have an amazing husband, that I have kids. These are blessings. And so for me, I need to change my language and change my thoughts and start thinking, I get to do these things, right? And so it just made me think like, of course, there's so much good that has come out of women's rights and feminism and everything. Yes, of course. But also me personally, I need to take a look in the mirror because 
It doesn't give me the right to just because I'm working, oh, I shouldn't have to cook dinner. Oh, I should complain when I do the dishes, this and that. Like, no, I get to do these things. So I just want to encourage everyone to take a look at the roles that you've taken on inside of your own family and just think about it. You know, am I feeling a little bit entitled or am I upholding my end of the deal, right? Because if you're like me, you can get a little bit lazy sometimes and think to yourself, well, I've worked all day, so I shouldn't have to make dinner. Or I've worked all day, so why do I have to do the dishes again? Well, the truth is, is that everybody's working all day. Everybody's doing their best. And so how can each of us better take care of each other? You guys, I hope this episode blesses your relationships and I pray that you put action behind all of those good intentions. I hope you have the best day ever and I'll talk to you next week. Bye guys!